listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I have found that it is my way to leave my glory unattended because eyes have now pardoned all laws of privacy. Even Pauls are after my writers. See, I found that everyone's saying what to do when suckers is praying. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. Karen. And we're in the house on a Monday. A very special Monday. Yes, it is. Uh, and I'm not just saying because Love and Hip Hop and Stevie J ah. is happening tonight. Oh, shit. Back mm-hmm. to back. Yeah, I'm not even saying that. Not even saying it because, uh, you know, it's going to be Supergirl again tonight. I'm not saying yes, that. Yes, it is. Um, I'm not even saying it because you would think I would be saying it. Because we happen to be in the biggest newspaper in, 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 in Canada, Canada today. Woo! I mean, you might have seen our governments all up in the Toronto Star. But that's not even why I'm saying it. Mm-mm. I'm saying it because of that voice you guys heard to start off the show. Uh, you guys probably recognize it because um, if you're listening to our podcast, I feel like you're listening to their podcast. But uh, it's our girl, Tracy. Hey. <coughs> Ooh, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> half of the another round podcast mm-hmm. uh, which is you know currently hot all over the internet um and been hot for a minute and yes. we've been trying to make this happen for a minute people been sending us like subliminal like y'all need to get them on like wow and you know we've been like we we're gonna, we gonna work on this and we have made it happen man tracy yes, thank you so much God. for being on the show thank you for having me thank you for being so patient with me i would have given up on me two months ago <laughs> <laughs> uh nah man um you know i know people are busy and right. you guys are doing it big so i know it's like a lot of you know stuff with scheduling and everything and i've also been on the other end of that where i wanted something to happen but it was like life was trying to just you know it was just trying to play good defense on me. So, so um, I guess the first thing I got to ask, though, um, you know, other other than, you know, the obvious, uh, which is uh, on Twitter, she's Brokey McPoverty. So most of y'all probably already following her. But mm-hmm. if you're not, you should be following her. Um, the podcast Twitter is another round. And uh, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere. Well, that Spotify pod- now. Oh, and Spotify. Hey. Oh, hey, turn up, man. Spotify, dog. So y'all can uh, listen to her at the same place that y'all can listen to uh, Black Joe Lewis, man. So make sure y'all <laughs> y'all support. Cue it up in Spotify. And um, yeah, and 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 the guy and y'all are with BuzzFeed, so you can find it BuzzFeed slash another round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first question I have is like, what what's the origin story? Like, how did you? get on with BuzzFeed, and then how did you uh, think of starting the podcast? Um. How did I get hired at BuzzFeed? Sort of through Twitter. It's a very weird, very random story. So I tweet way too much, and I've been tweeting way too much for a while. And um, I, at the time, was freelancing in addition to tweeting too much. And then I went from freelancing to working for TheRoot.com. I was their Chatterati editor. And the the Chatterati is like this aggregator of, like, black Twitter content. And I did that for a few months, and then um, BuzzFeed, at that particular time, had started hiring a bunch of black writers. And by a bunch, I mean two, like literally. (laughs) But, like, it was news, right, which really, like, tells you about the state of, like, 
diversity in newsrooms. Like they had hired two more writers, um, Joe Anderson, and I think either Shani or Saeed was the other one. Um, and everybody was like, whoa, BuzzFeed is, is getting super black. Like their article is about to change. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like a different world articles and all this other stuff. <laughs> and so um, I can't remember exactly who started the hashtag. I think it was Jesus. He tweets as Jesus nice. And the hashtag yes. was Black Buzzfeed. And it was just like everybody going in about like black versions of Buzzfeed articles. I had a blast because, I mean, at the time I was only working half a day for the route and I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, and I was working from there. So I was like, well, I'm done for the day. What am I going to do? Tweet the rest of the day, of course. So um, we did that for hours and, like, hours. And I had some gems, too. Like, my favorite one, which is the post I actually made when I got here, was, like, 21 times jazz got thrown out of the house on Fresh Prince. <laughs> Aww. And it was all the same gif because they always use the same uh, that same shot of him being thrown out. I thought it was hilarious. I don't think <laughs> that's fine. Um, and so anyway, towards um, that, like when things started to die down, a couple of people were like, "Man, Buzzfeed should really hire you. Buzzfeed should hire you." Um, I can't wait until somebody at Buzzfeed steals these ideas <laughs> and writes. <laughs> And I was like, oh, y'all silly, y'all real, real nice. And then I think it was that night or maybe the next day, um, Saeed Jones, who works for BuzzFeed, was like, he sent me a DM, and he was like, no, really, what if you came to work for BuzzFeed? And I was like, stop playing. <laughs> not playing. He's like, no, really. And I was like, well, um, relocation is out of the question because um, I was finally like settled and I was finally happy and I was living in Louisville. Louisville's a great city. Everybody should go visit Louisville, Kentucky. The food's great. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a job that was paying me enough to pay my rent and I could keep my pajama pants on while I did it or take my pajama pants off. And nobody would know. Um, I had this great apartment. It was like $2 a month because it was Louisville. I was next to my family <laughs> and I was booed up at the time and I was like, I'm not about to leave this. Um, and he was like, well, I'll tell you what, um, let me put you in touch with one of our other editors and maybe we can get you up here for an office visit, blah, blah, blah. So we did all that. And I swear to you, like at the time I was dead set against moving. So I was like, let me, let me take these white people's money and go to New York. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I declined. Um, but they were really persistent. I was talking to Ben Smith, the editor-in-chief. I had a very awkward lunch with him where he went through my telephone after I mentioned that I keep a list of, like, great ideas. I don't know if he didn't believe me or if he was just, like, really curious. But he was like, oh, can I see it? And at that time, I was wow. really glad that I wasn't lying. <laughs> I could have got out of that one. But, um, yeah, I, I was finally like, you know what, um, I was at the time 31, 31. And I was like, you know what, I live alone, I don't have any kids, let me do something daring and, and exciting with my dwindling youth and just like go up. And I was like, I'm just going to go up there for like six months and I'm going to give it a go and then I'm going to bring my black ass back home and that'll be it. Um, and two years later... <laughs> I'm still here. So um, that's how I got to BuzzFeed. And I mean, I don't want to insinuate that it was just Twitter and just my tweets that got me hired. Like I had noticed in the weeks leading up to that, that a lot of BuzzFeed writers had started to follow me on Twitter. So, um, you know, like I was like writing and I had like 18 million blogs that were out there. Um, 
I didn't do a good job of updating them, but they were there. Like I was just like always like doing something in addition to tweeting. Right. So that's how I got here. And the did you, know, did you go uh, to like school for for journalism or for writing or anything like that? Um, I studied English. Um, I've never been to journalism school. I don't consider myself a journalist at all. Right. I don't know the rules. I don't know nothing about being ethical, which is crazy <laughs> because when I started at BuzzFeed, I was on the news team, and I was like. Did y'all make a mistake? Why would you put me on a news team? I don't know anything about this. Um, But, I mean, I've been writing since I was eight years old. I still have a poem that I wrote about Halloween in my second grade journal. I think I was very advanced. It didn't rhyme. Kind of big for an eight-year-old. That is pretty big, man. I was just about to brag on myself because I got a poem. But but my joint rhymed. So, you were the game. <laughs> yeah, um, like, basically my whole life, writing is the only thing that I ever felt like I was good at. And so I kind of settled into it as a professional choice when I was, like, 17. Like, well, you know, might as well. What else am I going to do? But um, I studied English in high school. I majored in English and minored in women's studies in college. So it's cool to actually be putting my degree to use because that's not a thing that a lot of people can say. And I don't take that for Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, there's certain degrees of people, like, you ain't never going to use that. You know, like, you just, yeah. just give up on your dreams. Give up on your dreams right now. You're like, come on, man. I just want to try. Exactly. <laughs> you know, what? the other thing, though, is, um, you know, now, you know, being with BuzzFeed, you know, you get there. And, you know, podcasting is kind of a thing that's around. But what was the, 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 the impetus for you being like, yo, we should, like, do a podcast and, you know, uh, and, and, and also I get, you know, like what was the impetus for heaven being involved mm-hmm. as well? Um, I always fuck the story up. Usually I'm interviewed with heaven and I'm just like, take the back seat while she answers this question. Cause I have a bad memory <laughs> and also I just, I just remember stuff differently sometimes, but I'm going to, I'm going to try my very, very best. So I'm here. I'm writing a BuzzFeed. There's a bunch of black folks now, but then it was like still like a good solid hand, handful, which is still a lot compared to other newsrooms. But, um, You know, I always knew, like, I wasn't brought on to make black content, but I knew that that is what I would do, you know. Um, I can't relate to, like, a list of the 20 best friends episode, you know. Like, I wanted to write something that I would want to read on BuzzFeed. Um, And I met Heaven um, when they flew me up here, actually, to meet everybody. And they had this, um, they organized, like, a dinner out at some restaurant and I happened to be sitting right next to heaven and you know we we clicked there and then we sort of fell in once I actually got here we fell into writing a lot of pieces together about race and gender and we worked really well together we have um, very similar senses of humor and um, we noticed that there are it's really hard (laughs) it's so hard I cannot I cannot um, emphasize this enough. It is so hard to write black content for a white website. Oh my God, the comments. The comments. Right. <laughs> yes. This is racist. If this is about white people, or if this is about black people, you would never do this. Oh my God, Bucky. And so, like, it, we were writing, like, really, really good stuff, but it would never find the right audience. The people who were reading it didn't get it, and it was just very, very frustrating. So fast forward to the hiring of um, Julia Furlan 
who was the very first like audio person ever. Like she was hired to figure out how to make viral audio. And eventually we discovered that viral audio is a podcast. (laughs) 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 So um, they hired Jenna Weiss-Berman as the director of audio. And she has a very, very impressive resume. I didn't understand the significance of her hiring when she got here. Um, And so the way I remember this happening is well we have not like always always had the idea for a podcast but we didn't really have the means because there was just like no podcast machine at BuzzFeed and so when it became a possibility we're like oh yeah sure we can do that and so once Jenna got here I think um about eight different people or couplets of people made a first episode pilot of a podcast that they would make if they could and from those eight they were whittled down to two one was ours, and the other is a podcast called Internet Explorer, hosted by the two weirdest people I've ever met in my life, Kate and Natopolis <laughs> and Ryan Broderick. Um, and it, they just talk about, like, really weird Internet stuff that often makes me uncomfortable, but they're so smart and they're so funny. So that's how I remember it. Wow. And, and how did you come up with the name? Um, The name actually was suggested by Saeed. I remember that we were out getting lunch, me, having Saeed, and other random black folks at BuzzFeed, we would often take a pilgrimage together to get lunch. And we were trying to think of a name for the show. And I really wanted to call it um, Here's a Thing, because I feel like I say that a lot. Like, okay, like, all right, that well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. But Alec Baldwin has, or at least had at the time, a show called Here's a Thing, and I was so mad. I was so mad. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we were talking, we were like, you know what, we just want to, like, go into the studio and, like, have a drink and, you know, just, just hang out like we do. And we were trying to think of, like, drinking-related names, and we came up with some really bad ones and some not-so-bad ones. And then Saeed was like, how about another round? And we were like, yo, another round. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history, as they say. And you guys also, uh, have, y'all guys do amazing uh, interviews. You. Um, you guys had uh, one of my favorite people on the earth on. Um, y'all had uh, Janelle on, Janelle yes, James. Yes, I love her so much. Yeah, she is, she's so funny and she's so uh, she's so witty and yeah. great uh, and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and if, if she heard me saying this about her, she'd be totally like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> but uh, she is. And, uh, but that like, but you guys have done so many interviews, with so many like different big names and stuff. What like what was like? I guess number one, like of your interviews, which was the interview where you were just like, "Okay, I'm so nervous. This is this is a big deal." Um. I get nervous before every interview, but um, my most nervous was when we interviewed Hillary Clinton, definitely. Um, Because it's like, yo, she could be the leader of the free world, you know, and she's going to sit down with us while we drink bourbon and cuss at her. Like, that's (laughs) that's pretty crazy. She could service stand y'all down. Exactly. I was very, very paranoid. And, like, there was... Like I said, I'm always nervous, but this time it was like, um, I was very intimidated because I know very little about politics and I don't have any interest in politics, really. Um, and so I knew that I couldn't like get into a conversation about policy with her, you know, but I also knew that there were some questions that may have made her uncomfortable that I really wanted to ask. And I just wanted to ask them in a way that would, you know, be um, 
I guess, consumable and um, like I wanted to lay a really good path for getting her to say things that she had never said before. And I'm a novice interviewer. I don't listen to podcasts because I don't have the attention span for it. Um, no offense, of course, you're great. My friends don't don't you good, baby. Um and I also just like I don't I don't really listen to public radio, so I like I don't listen and consume a lot of interviews. So a lot of this is just me like flying blindly. Like I don't know why y'all gave me the microphone, but we'll see what happens. So um I was very, very nervous. I don't remember being in the room at the time. I just remember collapsing and laying on the floor when it was finished. That's all. <laughs> now, um, one thing that's funny is you were like, I wanted to get her to say stuff she had never said, but I picture that interview, like if she really had said something that she just had never said uh-huh. before, Secret Service just pulled out the gun. <laughs> like, this like, interview right, is over. Right, yeah, it's just like the, right. uh, the, the silencers on them, you know, <laughs> Shoot, shoot. That's all you hear on the podcast. It's like, then that was the end. And two new hosts come in for I another know. round. We never heard from them again. Yeah, it's like that time we had that dude killed. Uh oh. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> uh, but then the other thing is, do you feel pressure to represent people? Because, you know, part of, at least from the what I've gathered so far, you know, part of the job at BuzzFeed is, like, you're not just coming here for Tracy, but people are expecting, like, black BuzzFeed mm-hmm. from Tracy. And then when you do these interviews, are they expecting like, you know, you to like I don't know, just yell at Hillary Clinton like Black Lives Matter? And, like, you know, like, do you feel any pressure from that? Um, yes and no. I'm very cognizant of the fact that I have a platform that not a lot of Black people do. Like even Black people who have but who have podcasts and you know they have a microphone. You know, you just like having that exposure really matters and having Buzzfeed dollars behind it and like the BuzzFeed name really really matters and so I'm always aware of that but I don't think that pressure is a thing that I feel because one of the good things about working here and work with my team is that um we like they didn't put any like qualifiers on what they wanted this to be they were basically like you can do whatever you want to which is how it is with when when we were writing for BuzzFeed you know it's like you have an idea then go try it go do it if it doesn't work do something else so there are very, very few things that we cannot do. So um, I feel like being ourselves is one reason that um, the podcast endears to so many people. You know, like we're not trying to sound like NPR. We're not trying to sound like whatever popular white podcast, This American Life or whatever. Um, and thankfully, we are black enough in our true selves that when we're ourselves in the studio, we're just black as hell naturally. Um as far as like feeling pressure to create um black content for BuzzFeed, um again, like it's something that I'm very kind of like I mean, I really, really like this company and what it's done, all the opportunities that it is given to writers of color. I just wish that we had the same representation on the website. And, you know, when you're black and you're living in a white man's world you know you get tired of like always trying to like chip away and chisel away and make a space for yourself and other people but um since I really like enjoy the site and the people I work with that's something that like I elected to do myself you know like I wasn't nobody's like all right we have to have x amount of black articles for me like that's not how it works it's just what I gravitated to naturally just because you know I'm black I don't know (laughs) I'm into black shit and there wasn't enough black shit so 
Um, so I don't think I feel any pressure, but I am very like cognizant of my position and my privilege and my platform. Alliteration, yay. <laughs> now do you have any um like fantasy interview that you like just you could pick anybody ever you know a lot of dead fictional real whatever do you have anybody in your mind where just like this is the person i would just love to be able to do the around the the uh, another round uh interview mm-hmm. with. um absolutely um oh no oh no my computer went to sleep Oh, are you still here? You still still see me? Okay. Yeah, we can see you in here. Okay, good, good, good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we have our dream, our list of like dream gets. Um, If I'm to be completely honest, which I'm going to, all of my like dream interviews are just people that I have crushes on. You know, I just want to, I just want to get close to the rock and see what he smells like. You know, Um, (laughs) Tom Hanks. (laughs) What he could be. Okay. Is Cam Newton on the list? No, he's not. No, no, Cam. Is it because his ears? It's because um, his ears. It's because I learned <laughs> who Cam Newton is last week. I'm not. Oh, oh, that's, oh you don't really follow I sports. I don't follow sports. Oh, not football. I don't follow football. He does play football, right? Yeah, yeah okay. he plays football. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, really but um, aside from like serious, serious ones that we uh, would like to have are Oprah. I really want to interview mm-hmm. Oprah. Um, Kanye West, naturally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that does sell. <laughs> right. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so I really like an interview with Beyonce, but one where she's like completely like relaxed and she's she's not you know robotic Beyonce and just like because I think she would be really 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 fun. I feel like she's a really dope person. Um, do the people drink with y'all, or is there, like do some people come in and not drink? Or um, sometimes they'll drink with us. Usually our friends will drink with us, like Divas requested that we get him beer <laughs> so we brought him some beer um Rembrandt drank with us um but a lot of times we talk to like people who are like doing press junkets and they have to save their voice like when we interviewed Brandy she was like no I gotta sing um interestingly enough though Valerie Jarrett drank with us not only did she drink with us hey. she drank bourbon with us straight we had a bottle of Woodford Reserve good Kentucky bourbon and uh we already knew that she was down to drink, but we had, like, brought mixers and stuff. She was like, no, nah, we don't need no mixers. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and at some point during the interview, she was, an answer, she was answering a question that, she, that we asked her. And, like, in the middle of it, she was like, why am I the only one sipping? <laughs> so, excuse me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sometimes they drink with us and sometimes they don't. I, it, that would be... That'd be so dope if somebody got a little too was feeling it a little too much and actually like just code switch. You know what I mean? Like like if Valerie Jam was just like, nigga, please. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all gotta take that out. Y'all gotta edit that out. Of us. We laugh. <laughs> or like if she just started spewing like government secrets. Well, yeah. no aliens are real, right? Yeah. <laughs> I went to Roswell. Let me tell you. Let me show you pictures. I got my phone. <laughs> Then I'll be here that pew, pew. <laughs> right. Everybody going down. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's super dope, man. And I always see you guys on list and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you guys, whenever people are talking about um, podcasts led by black women, which right. I feel is really important because, it is. you know, there's always like diversity, but there's like these diversity totem poles where it's kind of like, well, black people got podcasts. Yeah. We done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so like sometimes i'll see people be like you know podcasts led by black women it's always cool to be like oh snap they representing so mm-hmm. uh, and it's dope that y'all have such a major platform yeah. y'all able to get yeah. such a guest mm-hmm. too yeah it's it's crazy uh sorry go ahead i'm sorry how was it when you realized that the podcast was was growing you know because when you went in you was like, we didn't even know that that was a podcast. And all of a sudden, you start looking at the numbers and people start sharing. Hey, y'all know this many people listen, this many people yeah. listen. Like, was it shock, surprise? I was definitely, like, shocked. Because, I mean, since I don't listen to podcasts, um, I didn't know, like, that that many people even listen to them, like, period. You know, like, I didn't know that, like, podcasts have, that there are podcasts with, like, millions of listeners. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not saying we have millions yet. But um, also it was crazy to me because I feel like I'm not a good speaker. So it's wild that I would speak for a living. You know what I mean? Um, but it was it was very surprising. I'm still not fully um, um, conscious of, like, just how big it's gotten, I guess. Because I'm still like, yeah. oh, you know, we're podcast. Nobody knows about it. Black people know about it. Some black people know about it. <laughs> but that's it. Do you get people? Do you get people that disagree with you and come find you online and stuff? No, not very often. Sometimes we'll get like the occasional email saying, "Hey, listen to the show. I didn't particularly agree with this point," and they'll state their case. Um, but for the most part, our listeners are just amazing. Like we don't like when you. And this is another big difference between writing posts for BuzzFeed and having a podcast with BuzzFeed like right. it's really easy for somebody to read the title of an article and be like this shit sucks so racist blah you know and it's like just like really really easy to troll but it takes a lot of energy to hate listen to a podcast as heaven says you know so like somebody's not gonna listen to the whole thing and then take the energy to like go back and explain what they hated about they- it you know <laughs> well they will <laughs> we, but we, yeah we're witnessing oh no we- does that happen a lot with you um, I don't want to say a lot because I don't want to encourage anybody else, but mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, um, I was going to say is a podcast is an active audience, right? Like they have right. to go find yeah. the material yeah. as opposed to, you know, if you just go to your favorite website, it's not, you know, whatever's on the page, whatever, yeah, you keep scrolling, right. whatever catches your eye. And certain people just go to the website and comment on everything. Yeah. So it's got. Yeah. Oh, some black stuff? Mm-mm, this racist. <laughs> Not today. What about the 21 times white people didn't get thrown out the house? You know? so, so, it's, so it's definitely like a whole different uh, thing. But, but the way you guys do your show and how fun it is and all that stuff. And, um, you know, like I I feel like it's uh, very like probably educational, maybe even a little voyeuristic to people outside of yeah. black culture. Yeah. But people that are in black culture, I feel like it's just it's, it just feels like yeah. home. You know, yeah. it feels so good to hear you say that because that's exactly what we're going for. Like we we think of it as um, a service that we're doing for white people to let them listen in on our conversations. But like we we don't center them at all and we also like don't take any measures to like explain our references or the things that we're like talking about like it's not it's we're not here for y'all y'all can stay we love to have you but you know this ain't y'all exactly <laughs> yeah that's that's basically how we treat mm-hmm. it too man that's why that's why we share fans yeah. man because everybody's like oh we can dig that <laughs> um now news did happen okay and uh, i probably should take some time out to say um 
uh this is the blackout tips podcast find us on itunes and stitcher yes. you know us know that leave us five star reviews if you like it if you and we'll read them on the show on uh saturday when we do our feedback show but if you don't like it don't leave the review mm-hmm. and also if if you uh, leave less than five stars just save your time don't do it <laughs> um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today marks day 411 that Bobby Schmurter is locked up in jail without trial. Free Bobby. Free Bobby, man. Just trying. Can he can he get his bail lowered? That's all. I have five on it. You know, he need to start a GoFundMe. He, <laughs> he need to start a GoFundMe. I would, I would totally be down mm-hmm. with that, man. Um, speaking of GoFundMe, man. Okay. So we have a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in this Facebook group. At least a lot of people compared to just me and Karen who met you, right? <laughs> so it was like... Um, there was a thread today where a dude started to go fund me so that he could crowdsource an engagement ring hmm. that he was going to give to his lady. Now, okay. number one, I'm pretty sure it was a joke. The post ended up being taken down and it was written horribly. Like it, wow. the words are all wrong. Like everything. And imagine it was spelled wrong. It, it, that was spelled uh-huh. wrong. Oh. Right. Did you think she would find out? I don't know. I okay. I really I legit think it was a joke. Okay. But I was thinking about the concept. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm against that as a concept. I just wouldn't do it. No, no, I'm not against mm-hmm. that. If people want, if like I don't want to be crowdsourcing anybody's ring, and I don't know that I know anybody that wants a crowdsource ring. Mm-hmm. But in the off chance that there is a lady that does want that, because there's so many different stories about how people meet and how right. people propose and all this stuff that I go, I wouldn't do that. But I'm sure when I when I tell people how we got engaged, they'd be like, that's it, you know. So I, I, I right, wouldn't no spectacular about that. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you know, in his case, if he's able to make that happen, I I just looked at it like, okay, good luck. Yeah, I'm not knocking mm-hmm. it. But. Uh, but it, I feel like it personally offended a lot of people mm. on a deep level because people were so mad. What, what, what was the basis that. of like their offense? Like, why were they upset? Mostly, um, if you can't afford a ring, you shouldn't be getting married, or you need to just get engaged without a mm-hmm. ring. But you shouldn't ask for people to chip in on a ring. Yeah, I feel. Like, I think I feel as you do in this case, and I'm trying to figure out how I would feel if. I found out that my fiance bought me a ring with money that he took from the strangers on the internet. And honestly, I don't think I would be bothered with the way that he did it, but I would feel bothered that he thought he needed something that expensive. You know, like, yeah. if I love you, you can propose to me with a fruit loop. Just don't do it in public. That's my only thing. I don't want a single public proposal in my life. I don't care what it is. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone's so different, mm-hmm. right? Because, right. like, there's a lot of people that want the display, yeah, right? No, you know, no. Like, and then he released a dozen girl, a dozen dogs. <laughs> and they all flew right. down, and the dogs flew in a circle and said, "Will you marry me?" And I was like, "Yes." No. And then there's some people that are like, "Look, you need to propose to me in a closet." <laughs> That's me. That's all me. All the lights off. You know, well, <laughs> just in case like, I say it. no. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put it in my food. I you know I like to eat. You know right. I like to eat. I'm just trying to choke on it. We'll be going to the hospital. <laughs> but, but the thing for me was that um, 
uh, the reason I don't find any of that offensive is because I feel like so many relationships are unique. Right. And as long as people aren't abusive to people, mm-hmm. I don't really care. I mean, it might sound cynical, but I really don't care nope. about it. And if anything, maybe 30 years later, they'll be like, what a beautiful story. Yeah. Your dad so broke. He had to go fuck <laughs> your ring. Oh, my That's God. Can you believe me. That? That's how much he loved me. Yeah, because I know everybody know that old couple where it's, you know, when they tell the story, you're like, mm, I, don't, I don't know why y'all thought that would work. <laughs> but it did, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and then there's all kinds of people that get together with the perfect story, and it doesn't work. So, right. you know, I so I don't know. People just like, how you going to ask me for money? I was like, you don't have to give Exactly, exactly. So did anybody, right. did anybody actually give anything? No, I think he took it down. I th- Like, I, I really think it was a joke because it just looked bad. Like, <laughs> It it looked like what I would send somebody if I wanted them to be upset. You know what I'm <laughs> so if I nothing could, else, they should be more, more upset by their grandma, not to actually action itself. It was bad, man. It was. Uh, yeah, and sometimes I think when it comes to things like that, people can't think outside of themselves, and that's why people feel like not me. Well, we're not talking about you, but they just can't separate themselves out of the situation. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah, man. You like it? I love it. I don't know. Do you? Yeah, I don't yeah. care. So, <laughs> which it sounds messed up, man, but that I really do feel like that's how everybody should be about love. Yeah. It's like it'd be a lot easier. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I'm happy yeah. for you. I don't yeah. think it's messed up at all. It makes sense. Like let people live. Let's live. Yeah. That's how. Uh did you guys know today is the first day of black history? Mm-hmm. Wearing all black mm-hmm. in celebration. Mm. So I got I got and I'm wearing Zelda in celebration. Yes. I got uh <laughs> I have a black history fact that uh, I did not know until today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you guys know that Frederick Douglass was the most photographed man of his era? I saw that like 20 oh, minutes no. before this started. That's crazy. That's right. Black people invented stunting for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean, you mean like as far as drawing, but you mean like picture pictures? Pictures, man. 1840s. He was all up in your videos. That's why always so fly. He was like, I know the paparazzi going to be out. Let me. And that's why he had every textbook. Uh-huh. They were like, exactly. Yeah, man. So I, I thought that just a random black history fact that, um, that I didn't learn till today, man. We, he invented, um, he invented selfies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Japanese a Japanese firm mm-hmm. is going to open the world's first robot-run farm. I'm sorry, what? what the hell is that? A robot-run farm, a farm that is 100% handled by automated robots. Uh-huh. No, we are one step closer to the robot apocalypse now. Thanks. We let them handle we let them handle the food that's how it's, you know like i feel like the robot apocalypse starts because we automate mcdonald's mm-hmm. we already know how we treat people that work for mcdonald's mm-hmm. right and when you treat robots like that they send signals to the other robots like oh it's on and then that's when they start messing with our food supply at the mm-hmm. farm exactly the drones you know the mm-hmm. drones is gonna be like oh you know what let's just make a left <laughs> at the white house <laughs> mess around and cuss that robot uh-huh. out and he's gonna mess around and send a signal and they say you know your light gonna turn and you're gonna get into the wreck <laughs> you know what Fuck yeah you. now right now idea. they're just making right now they're just making vegetable stuff so they're making 
lettuce right now oh it'll start operating in the middle of 2017 and produce 30,000 heads of lettuce a day that lettuce don't eat it yeah i I have several questions (laughs) are they gonna label this so i know what's handmade robot made because this shit matters to me i need to know when i'm eating robot lettuce i just i don't do not want to be in Skynet and not even know it. <laughs> it's gonna have it's gonna have one of those um tentacle robots from the Matrix on it, like <laughs> made by C seven five three nine. How can they even? How would a this robot gonna have a flash drive in it? How a robot gonna know what it tastes like? It don't. It's not gonna know if your shit good or not. Yeah. What if they got salmonella mm-hmm. in it? How how's the robot gonna know? Yeah, right. It's, we have computer freshness. <laughs> it is. Good. It is. No way to tell. Trust me, I am a robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taste program active. <laughs> like, I don't know if I trust the robots to no. make my food. Not, no. no. It's happening now. Is what I'm saying. Mm, I'm black ass over here. Is what I'm. A- <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, apparently, Amber Rose who you guys may know from uh uh twitter and um kanye's uh orifices you know uh, apparently a sex toy company has offered her money so that they can make a mold of kanye's favorite finger oh I, that is not oh. where i expected this to go at all <laughs> they said we go wow yeah, sextoy.com is offering her big bucks to license a titillating trinket that would imitate the finger she used to slide inside of Kanye to make all of his beautiful dark twisted fantasies come true. Oh, um, <laughs> I, so I have questions, but I don't know what they are. Would y'all do something like that? So, <laughs> but, but it's and, and I guess instead of doing what they normally do which is they normally do your vagina and your butthole, you know, type of thing, or they do, like, the body, it would just be her finger. Yeah, just be her finger, and it would be a prostate massager type deal. Oh, I don't see nothing wrong with that. That you would insert inside of somebody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sure. uh, I, I am all for, you know, your, your booty hole has a lot of nerves in it. Stimulate mm-hmm. them if you want to. I'm cool with that. But my thing is, like, if... If you are the one who is receiving this particular Amber Rose finger, do you feel like Kanye? Like, are you role playing as if you're <laughs> Kanye? Like, what does the knowledge that this is Amber Rose finger? Like, what does that do to the experience? Maybe you put it inside of the dude, and then he's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You start one of the man torn clothing and shit. Right. <laughs> to make the best album of his life. <laughs> he just go to work like, I'm the best analyst ever. I invented this analyst shit. They were like, calm down. Every day you come in here, we all we hear is beats. What's happening? What's, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, I will let you finish, but Ken is the best AP person of all time. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no huh. idea, but... I, I don't have a problem with I hope she does it. I hope she does it. She should. I would do it out of petty. That's what I mean. Me too. She should absolutely. You know, like, eh, eh. everybody got your finger now. Eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, can you name the product line? Don't be talking about my children. Is that okay? Right. Okay. 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 Keep my right. keep my baby's name out right, your mouth. Right. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah. Talk about my kids. Yeah, I, I love the idea. Me too. Make your money. Um, I don't know if you guys know of this thing called McDonald's All Day Breakfast. Yeah, did they cheat us with because we in the biscuit Listen, market? Listen, uh, I'm I'm upset. I have such strong feelings. Yes, you either have a biscuit market or the egg McMuffin mm, market. Right. So it's not really breakfast all day. It's not right. right, it's, right. Unlike Kanye West segue, <laughs> it is not all, all day. No. <laughs> it was a good segue. You were uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> they are starting. They are starting though um, soon a program where they will now do McGriddles all day. Ain't that on the breakfast menu? So that no, wouldn't all day. No. It What's a day? It's the only thing that people wanted. It's the McGriddles. It's the McGriddles. Uh, uh, they probably cost them more, right? Oh, they know no. people would get that instead of paying $8.50 for uh, a fucking mm-hmm. Big Mac. Mm-hmm. I talked about this on the podcast because I was just, I was living. I went all the way to McDonald's. Didn't even look at the menu because why would they not have McGriddles on the menu? I wasn't, what, why am I going to look at the menu? I'm like, hey, let me get let me get a couple of sausage McGriddles. We don't have that. I said, ain't it? What time is it? Ain't right. it daytime still? You said all day, right? It was livid. So livid. Right, because... miscarriage of justice, man. Right, and they was... Yes, and McDonald's was like, well, it ain't said. I was like, yes, bitch, you don't have what people want. That's what exactly. I, I don't want fucking biscuit, and I can't... And I, and, I, and I have to deal with whatever you give me. I want an egg McMuffin. I can't get that. Or if you live in the, in, in the Egg McMuffin market and you want a biscuit, you can't get that. You don't get me griddles. It's like, what well, are your shit really ain't all day. Yeah, it's not. Just, just do what you've been doing at 1030 and call it a, not trying to find, call it a day then because you're wasting people's time. Well, now they're bringing you the McGriddles soon. I believe it when I see it. Right. I know. Right. Me too. Me I too. don't believe that. But I, you know what? I'm going to order that first McGriddle timid as hell. Like, yeah, man, can I get, can I get sausage and McGriddle? <laughs> Y'all bullshitting? Are y'all bullshitting? No. Okay. Right. Or like, uh, like they was bullshitting on them Oreo McFlurries. I ice cream machine is down. <laughs> what bitch? I hate it when they say that, you know what I heard from somebody who used to work in the food service industry that when they tell you that the ice cream machine is broken, they just don't feel like cleaning it. That's what I think. Uh, well, actually, I used to work there, so that's what I told you. Mm, <laughs> poor <laughs> Hey man, but I, I got a good excuse. We was the closest uh, McDonald's to Carowinds, and I was 15, and we used to get buses on the lot like every single day, just school buses full of kids. Mm. And you know what? Machine broke, dog. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you for uh, what was I making? 425 for 425. The machine is broke. Right. We is not making about to make. 75 ice cream cone for all you kids. This machine is goddamn yeah. broke. Today. I don't I don't know what to say for these other people, but I had a valid McDonald's, you know, excuse. Speaking of Kanye West, Kanye West tried to cut lines at Franklin uh, Barbecue and got rejected real quick. What? Wait, where was it? Where is Franklin Barbecue? Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is Austin, Texas. Mm. Uh, he was trying to, um, he thought his name would be big enough so he could cut the line at Franklin <laughs> Barbecue. It's a very trendy restaurant. The lines are like, you know, down the, down the street. I'll, I'll put a picture in the chat. Damn, that's a long ass line. I know. <laughs> Woo! By the way, if I can't skip line, I don't want to be famous. Like, What's the point? Was, 
<laughs> that was the time to cash that shit in, Kanye. I'm not mad. <laughs> I looked at that line and like, restaurant, mm. you could have skipped, but that's just me. <laughs> so that's we 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 seen some uh what we was we had PF Chains and uh, and I didn't realize they were basketball players. But all of a sudden we seen these really 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 tall people just pass everybody in line and sit down. I was like, who is them people? <laughs> yeah, it was uh the Wizards. Yeah, when mm. Rip Hamilton was here. um yeah they walked right past everybody and everybody said, <laughs> yeah. sit them down. They said, oh, no, uh, we good. No, you put your drawers on one leg at a time like I do. Get in the back <laughs> of the line. Yeah, yeah. The, I would make him take a selfie, but have to smile. <laughs> I think I'm like, you can have my spot, but uh-huh. you know what you got. Right, right. So he, um, he uh, apparently uh, the line is so long that people start camping out at 8 a.m. What time they open up? 11 a.m. Wow! Right? Is you getting the iPhone 7? It can't be. <laughs> I mean, god damn. I mean, I mean, does it does does it eat you out? Does it, I mean, does it take you more days? What's happening here? <laughs> you put some sauce on your hand, you just start eating your hand. Cause right. Do I become barbecue? 8 a.m. Does it raise your credit? Because I would do it then. <laughs> right. I think you get an iPhone seven if you wait in that line too. Almost worth it. So in that three hours you can do a bunch of stuff. Watch uh you can watch Interstellar in its entirety. Uh <laughs> you can watch any Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> according to the New York Times, there was a time when Yeezy wasn't down for that line, decide and decided he tried to jump up front because he's Kanye West. General, General Manager Benjamin Jacobs told the Times that Kanye West wanted to cut the line, but we didn't let him. Everybody's equal. Mm. Mm. Now, I can't, I can't figure out, because you said this is in Texas, right? Austin, I Texas. I can't figure out if they did it because they were, like, raging against the celebrity machine or because he's black. I'm talking about Texas. Who knows? Uh, yeah. 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 It could have just been, like, <laughs> wouldn't have been messed up if they would have let Cam go to the front of the line. <laughs> <laughs> like how oh, Kanye, <laughs> we let her and your babies, but not right, you. Right. Uh, we'll let your baby go halfway through the line. <laughs> uh, the only time that they've ever had an exception to the no cutting line, though, Barack Obama. Hmm. Yeah, because the Secret Services, they was like, uh, "Hey, he ain't waiting." <laughs> they was like, "Make him wait if you want to. We got these bullets for you." <laughs> I know Secret Service be so hungry when they do these things with the president. Yeah. But he be like at these nice restaurants going right to the front, and then they just got to sit there and be like, damn, I want a Chipotle. <laughs> you know, they, they might be full because, you know, Secret Service got to taste that shit and be sure it's just not poison. They were like, oh, oh, got to eat that first. Let me taste, let me taste that for you. <laughs> they probably try that out. Let me get another one. Let me get another, right. let me get another bite. <laughs> get a restaurant sandwich. Like, come on, man. Um... Also, speaking of Chipotle, man, the segues today have been on. Seamless, seamless transition. You would, you would think I planned this. <laughs> uh, apparently, the CDC is expected to declare an end to the Chipotle's E. coli outbreak. Don't care. What? <laughs> Karen, this is officially the end of the E. coli outbreak. It's safe mm-hmm. to go back. Just like that was the end of the ice cream outbreak with the, uh, whatchamacallit. With the Listeria yeah, from Bluebell? Yep. No, I don't believe you. Nope. See, now here's the thing. I remember when I told you that it would never be good enough for you to let me go back. I remember that because I was like, you was like, well, when they declare it clean, I was like, you're not going to care. <laughs> you're just going to be like, it's not long enough. It's going to be three years later. It's going to 
Still not be long enough. What's the magical number for me to eat Chipotle in peace? I don't know. You ate it the other day without me. Ooh. You can keep eating it. I, had to, I, don't I had to sneak want and eat it. That. I had to sneak and eat that. That was different. I don't want it. You and Nina gonna die. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm concerned I because eat. I didn't even know about this. So I, that's how they declared it safe. And I was like, wait, when was it unsafe? Why are all the Chipotle <laughs> still full? Y'all should have brought yeah, that they had they- a little better. Honey was hopping from state to state. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I envy you because ignorance is bliss, and I wish I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I definitely no, I've definitely been watching the news every day, and nobody getting sick in Charlotte. So, like, mm. I could have been eating Chipotle for it's months true, now. True. And I've only gotten to eat it once in, like, the last six months because of cancer. So you got a lot of making up to do. That's what I'm saying. And now there's Ali Ali Oxen Free on this E. coli. Go in, go in. I got to do what I got to do, man. <laughs> Good time. You'll be laid up in the hospital. <laughs> Let's do one more story before we get uh, Tracy out of here. All right. Um, and this story, we'll, we'll play our game. It's a game we like to call Fucking with Black People. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> we have a theme song for it and everything. Uh, can you ready for a theme song? Yes. All right. <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we take articles from all around the globe and talk about how much we feel messed with as black people in intervals of 25 to 100. All right. Today's contestants, everybody. Getting in on the mix today. Um, There we go. All right, let's see. How about this one? So, Joseph Fiennes is playing Michael Jackson in an upcoming movie, which wouldn't be a problem, except Joseph Fiennes is a white dude. So, a lot of people are upset about that. That's understandable. Right. And a lot of people are like, hey, he looked closer to Mike when he died than most black people do, which, okay, I understand. But I submit to you this in 1993, Michael jo- uh, Michael Jackson did an interview. <laughs> Michael Jordan probably did too. But Michael Jackson <laughs> did an interview with Oprah that said where he said he never wanted to be played by a white actor. Uh. Karen, zero to a hundred intervals of twenty-five. How much do you feel fucked with by Joseph Fiennes playing uh, Michael Jackson? because it's not his wishes and i guarantee you that this would probably uh, i might be wrong but i don't think this is something that's approved by his family mm. like like i've not not one article has said that not trying to be funny that, that the family they're not saying they disapprove it but they're not saying that they approve it uh-huh, either uh-huh. so for me it's 100 because odds are his family would not would have never approved this they would have asked for somebody light-skinned to play the role uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. And how about you, Tracy? How fucked with you feel? So, honestly, I was going to say 75 at first, but mm-hmm. I'm very susceptible to peer pressure. I see the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want nobody oh, coming at me. Phone, <laughs> because here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I feel like the simple fact that we have a record of Michael Jackson saying that he would not want this to happen, that should be it. That should dead it. But, but, 
Remember when Flex Alexander played Michael Jackson in that movie? How could anyone forget? You know, I mean, you know, whether we got a black person or a white person playing them, apparently we just, it's just destined to be a shit show, you know? The tour de force, you mean, that was Flex Alexander as Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, I mean, it was so bad. They literally put powder on this man's face, like baby powder. <laughs> Nobody is that shade of, of white. No one is. Vampires were not that light. Okay. <laughs> Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands was not right. that white. Oh, it was it was amazing to see. Oh it, I, I spent the whole two hours just going the audacity, you know. <laughs> Y'all just didn't even care. Somebody hit nope. him in the face with a funnel cake. Well, I you know I hate to follow suit here, guys, but I got to give it a hundred as well, and pretty much the same reason. I feel like I was only at seventy five before because uh i do have lowered expectations for hollywood but then when there's literal video of him being like i don't want to be played by a white person it's like oh yeah. y'all didn't even they didn't yeah, care like, and they still don't care now that they know right you could have right. googled this man like mm-hmm. oh man and then like for the quote from fines to be like he was probably closer to my color than his original color not helping, bro. Sure not. Just take the check in silence. Uh-huh. Do your part. Exactly. Don't do any press. I would have tap danced and moved on. They're like, you not on no press circuits. Yeah, and he's supposed to be in a car the whole movie anyway, so he's not even going to have to do the dancing part of Michael Jackson. Like, what's the point <laughs> of doing a movie about Michael Jackson? He might as well just be a nigga in a car then. What's, uh-huh. uh-huh. the same movie? They might as well get that's, like Alexander back. Right. right. Same movie Tom Hardy did two years ago, just in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tracy, it's been so great to have you Thank on. We you. really this do appreciate it. so fun. You. I'm glad you had a Absolutely. good time. Man. Hopefully. Welcome back. If there's um, a next time, hopefully there will be a next time we can get we can get shit going quicker. Yeah, no doubt. I will listen. I will start today and we'll get it like by so September. By 2017, we in there. We're going to have it done. We're going to have it done. Make sure you guys listen to another yes. round if you're not already listening to it. Uh, many times we can finally add them to the list of friends podcasts on the on the site but many of y'all ask about black women led podcasts all the time and you know i'm we're always happy to point you in another direction so you can go listen to it uh another round is a great podcast you guys should be listening to it follow her on twitter as well brokey mcpoverty um real quick where where'd that name come I'm from broke. Oh. <laughs> refresh baby there you go Oh, all right. I'll refresh in a second. And uh, thank you so much, Tracy. We'll uh, we'll have this up soon. Thank you so much, and uh, have a good rest thank of the day. Thank you. You too. Hi. So all right. So before we were so rudely interrupted by the computer, <laughs> we were just saying that we really did enjoy our guest, Tracy. Yes, we did. Make sure you check out on another round because this show is awesome. It and is. If you listen to this, you should already be listening to that. Correct. Uh, I say we get right into the race. Let's do it. Okay, we don't have time to fuck around tonight, okay? I understand you guys want to see love and hip-hop. We know what's important here at the Black Guy Who Tips. We do. We know you guys didn't come here for this. You guys came here for uh for the ratchetness. Um, alright. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. 
that's right it's time for guess the race number one game show going across all the podcasts man we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is a racist all right let's get right into it um four there have been four do shine drinking cases uh and they are the state's first the in tennessee is, hell is a do shine a mystery of mountain dew and racing fuel called do shine why would you do that that's for cars well you got to do the do karen everybody knows that fuck that uh it could be to blame for the de- two green briar teenagers whose cases are among the first reported in tennessee according to a health officials oh, young people are dumb man to date there have been four cases all originating from robertson county involving the possible consumption of Dushine, as reported to the tennessee poison center at vanderbilt university medical center all four cases were reported last week they thought they knew what it was that it was a substitute for alcohol seeger said dr donna seeger oh they thought they would get some of the same effects as alcohol but they weren't aware of how toxic it is racing fuel used in drag racing is made up almost 100 percent methanol a non-drinkable form of alcohol used for industrial and automotive purposes oh Initially, so this is different than the gasoline you put in your cars yes yeah, it's, it's racing fuel for drag racing oh shit initially methanol can give the same effects as ethanol which is used in production of alcoholic beverages but over time it can result in symptoms ranging from blurred vision nausea vomiting and diarrhea to seizures blindness coma and death depending on the amount and the concentration of the methanol that was consumed and guarantee you you got teenagers making it for teenagers and yeah we're number one in self-confidence so sound like early college party looking to me methanol is extremely poisonous and has little as two as little as take two tablespoons can be deadly to a child shit i guarantee you they had more than that and they probably said that woo after they hit their first one then that woo stopped about two to eight ounces can be deadly for an adult and the success of treatment is often determined on how much poison a person swallowed and how soon he or she can receive medical attention health workers are not aware of how prevalent douchine consumption is among tennesseans these two deaths have brought it to our attention we have to try to make sure that adolescents are aware of the toxicity 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 kids usually communicate more among themselves and we need to make more kids aware of this statewide health officials at vanderbilt university medical center have notified the department of health about the situation she said she was not aware of any other cases involving douchine consumption guess the race of the two teens who died from douchine consumption douchine that douchine y'all you gotta have some uh some douchine uh up in your system so you can <laughs> get right but what the fuck like they didn't know God they didn't know they didn't know an adult that could just like go to the local abc store you'd have been better off i mean it feels like they made it a lot a lot harder uh on Did themselves it had to be then uh to just <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people um all right let's see uh car number 33 taking another left turn for the lead white <laughs> <laughs> giving honor to dale earnhardt the head of the house white 
Oh. Lynn from Boss Hog and the General Lee White. <laughs> it's a good old boy. Yes. The same people that drink Mountain Dew for breakfast drink anything called Shine and definitely the one that drinks Racing Fuel, Any Fuel White. Next Gen Melendez Brothers. Mm, going off the table there. White people way too into NASCAR. Dumb and dumber honky tonk honkies. Obviously Cam Newton haters white. Oh. Dew Shine drinks, drinker so white. Whiter than white with a hard H the way Hank Hill pronounces it well i'm sorry guys but you guys were all wrong these were not chalkies or mexicans these were squids (laughs) party liquor baby woo um now they didn't have a picture of them so i'm just guessing they were squid billies i'm sorry i'm under Uh, that assumption too (laughs) uh here's one let's get to a real one (laughs) everybody's like man fuck rod right uh guarantee 100% day white (laughs) none of y'all watch squid billies either so it's just even twice as funny i love that show texas pastor begs god to smite ufc fighter with a lightning bolt because he threatened to punch jesus pastor donnie romero of the steadfast bounty uh baptist county uh wait steadfast baptist church in texas has asked god to smite ufc who said that he would throw a punch at jesus christ during a december during a december interview with tmz mma conor mcgregor bragged that not even the son of god could defeat him in the octagon damn here's a here's a clip of the pastor talking about it i'm telling you what i'm gonna pray that god strikes this guy dead do you know why? His name is Conor McGregor. Yes. And he's a UFC uh, featherweight champ or something like that. And he's he's, he's, he's like, he's he's on his run. Of- okay. First of all, shout out to the dude who said yes without even knowing why. Right. He said, you know what? I hope God strikes this guy down. You know why? Yes. Dude, mm-hmm. We striking niggas down. Just knocking people out. But you know what? He got up and he said, if Jesus Christ was in the ring with me, I'd knock him out. Yes, he did. And then somebody threw that in his face and said, remember when you said that you would get Jesus in the ring? And he said, me and Jesus are good. You know why? He said, because gods recognize other gods. The guy's a UFC fighter. That guy's nothing. He's let money go to his head. He's got pride. And look, let me tell you this. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, my friend. You think about that chick that was was the UFC fighter that everybody loved (coughs) four months ago. Everybody was on her. What was her name? Ronda Rousey. Everybody was all Ronda, Ronda, Ronda. When she lost, everybody that was on her side turned to good. I knew it. Cause that's how the when things are going good they're behind when things go bad they're all these people that think that they love these people you know it's it's all pride it's all wickedness it's all worldliness that guy i'm gonna pray that god strikes him down with a lightning bolt so everybody in the world that believes the bible even it was jesus that struck him down look you say well he's not even saved look herod wasn't saved but when he had, he did something he gave not god the glory and god killed him and his body Right. And he can do the same thing to anybody too. He can look down with his little finger to say something, some catastrophic event. Because he's a wicked person. And he's gonna and if you watch him and you're a fan and you call yourself a Christian, shame on you. Amen. You're not right with God. It's wicked as hell. Yo, he called mm. on God to get out of here. Mm. Shit. God still do that? why donald trump alive also um 
i feel like that whole sermon is an excuse for him to keep watching ufc every week yeah because how he keeping up with all the names and everything right like you you keeping up real good and uh if i came in here for the word of god I, this right here ain't got nothing to do with that this just like john bones jones see i don't pay for view with the church's money for me right right i do it so i can get these sermons right and trying to help y'all out if that's the case we gonna be flying on the plane pretty soon then i went to see star wars the other day and i said where is jesus now that was the third time i saw it still no jesus mm-hmm. i'm at 3d y'all now I for shame <laughs> i hope george lucas gets struck down in hell that's all <laughs> uh guess the race shazam white <laughs> <laughs> white man taking things a little too seriously screw you guys i'm going home white whiter than donald trump james oh. nah this hey probably dirty one who thinks jesus is his personal genie because he has dominate dominion over the whole world white dominion last time he was this angry someone turned out over his outrage caught on the highway i'm not sure lightning blots part of the god uh power wheel floods burning bushes earthquakes bugs but whatever white one of the true dancers what's the true dancers oh one of the girls that was dancing to that song i don't know what song you talk I, that that oh that, that, I don't get that right. is that white Riley. is that black white okay whiter than zeus's beard the correct answer is it looks like everyone got it white he was a white man <laughs> man god would be petty as shit if he was killing people for that come on dog. now i don't mind you shooting up a church with nine black people in it that's fine but the main shit has gone too far uh all right bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right just double the points double the race bonus round of guess the race so far everybody's all over the place but let's see how you guys are doing all right um all right bonus round time guys y'all getting nervous uh michigan sex toy bandits who got engaged at walmart before being arrested cash in on notoriety to crowdfund their wedding mm. yeah speaking of crowdfunding uh, yeah 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 y'all dumb enough that. to give it to them that's that, on y'all that's my whole point <laughs> the couple branded the sex toy i mean if i want to be no stealing something it's probably sex toys i mean i get that ah, that seems like y'all up for a good time living the life the couple known as the sex toy bandits for stealing the vibrator and edible underwear have been cashing in on their notoriety by setting up a fundraising page to pay for their wedding i just said vibrator huh you said no it. they didn't no no we'll get to walmart but oh, okay happen. oh my bad william j cornelius jr 25 why you got excited karen i mean we got <laughs> adam and eve coupon already no i'm about to say i've never seen it that's why i was so confused uh william j cornelius jr 25 had just proposed to his 20 year old girlfriend sherry moore at a michigan walmart last week when they were shoplifting at a nearby gift shop the couple were arrested and police recovered a bride-to-be thong a for 14.99 vibrator bj blast oil sex candy and 5.99 edible thong for the, for the pair far from being ashamed of their arrest, Amelia seems to have embraced the media attention 
uh after he was released from jail he posted on his facebook page well the sex bandits out anybody know how i can make money off this to try to get this wedding popping ah <laughs> 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 oh get this wedding popping cornelius then posted a I... link to a gofundme page <laughs> Shit. Yes. rob y'all blind we already still in thongs we'll definitely take y'all money this has since been taken down uh it asked for donations for the nuptial page which was named cornelius bandits stated yes we are the sex toy bandits we are real people with real problems we need help raising money for our wedding because i'm currently pregnant and homeless we do not want our baby born out of wedlock anything will help thank you for taking the time to read our story thank you in advance the fundraising site had a target of ten thousand dollars towards that big day but the couple's family and friends seemed less than impressed with the appeal which one person branded trashy well you know what it ain't your wedding you won't be invited save me some money on a fish plate right amy jonko cornelius wrote laugh all the way to prison you'll be tying your shoes a lot there uh like they got zero dollars i'm sorry to say this to you b but you disappoint me i love you and that's why i'm so fucking disgusted it's not funny at all sue mcbride added lame go fund yourselves while ruth cornelius Ah! ruth cornelius asked are you serious and saying she's pregnant too why not get a job like everyone else does but sound like some haters to me but cornelius did not appear concerned and commented laugh my ass off gotta laugh this one off Within the next the first seven hours of being set up, the fundraiser page failed to get a single donation. It's since been removed. Cornelius had purchased twenty nine a $29.62 engagement ring from the Walmart in Bay City prior to the New Year's Eve proposal last week, the Smoking Gun reported. Oh, sounds like a keeper to me. Once right. he secured the permission of a store employee, he popped a question to his then-girlfriend over the store's public address system. Classic, classy dude, classic. <laughs> it's such a great story yeah, if y'all can make it work more said yes and the fellow shoppers in the store applauded and cheered for the couple see according to the police <laughs> i gotta clean up on aisle three girl it's my heart <laughs> can't come pick it up yeah according to the police report surveillance video shows cornelia is dropping a one knee during the proposal and more can be seen hugging and kissing him following her acceptance oh girl you know you made my love tip over <laughs> uh police say they uh that after leaving walmart the couple went to bay city mall where at the spencer store they stole several items with a combined value of eighty dollars and ninety three cents see they caught they ain't steal from walmart stole from spencer's goods the couple was arrested inside bay city mall on new year's eve well see when they got out new year knew them cornelius proposed the more inside bay city walmart prior to going to bay city mall according to investigators the item swipe could a bride to be thong 1499 vibrator bj blast oil sex candy and a 599 or edible thong once officers responded to the theft call made by store employees they found cornelius asleep at the food court table ah! he apparently fell asleep while attempting to tie his shoes oh well that's why that person said you can tie your shoes in there officers who searched for him found the stolen merchandise he admitted to taking the items cornelius said that he stole the sex toys for his fiance and said he had just proposed to her at the walmart store nearby the brunette was found by officers in the mall with stolen earrings and a necklace that was taken from walmart she denied shoplifting however walmart surveillance cameras caught her taking the items and putting them in her purse uh cornelius was arrested for retail fraud while she laid 
while she while she was apprehended for larceny uh they are both free on bond on the misdemeanor charges however since cornelius is serving a three-year probation term he could face additional charges 2014 in 2014 he was convicted of felony ethnic intimidation after he and his cousin joshua m crystal attacked a group of black men who walked past their bay city residence cornelius's new uh, fiance was also arrested for stealing a cell phone from a man last september moore was arrested on twenty five hundred dollar bond guess the race uh aaron said us shaking my head <laughs> worried about that baby being illegitimate because of stuck up relatives white use po- use popping correctly black i'm all for black love black blacker than stacy dash dash is february black but well, her whole year is black guys the edible thong was unseasoned as expected since <laughs> hc oh shit uh anyway the correct answer is and most of you missed it they were white couple of you got it good on you for getting it that's uh that was a difficult one uh i think the very end should have had a couple clues that uh everybody should have recognized though <laughs> he got charged for ethnic intimidation on three black men that just happened to be walking past his apartment and i didn't uh, know that was a crime was ethnic intimidation eth- ethnic ethnic intimidation obviously racism um and then the other thing was well, um, i guess it didn't classify as a hate crime ethnicity intimidating somebody uh the other thing was they referred to her as a brunette at one point so you guys gotta pay attention can't be out here just saying black because he said popping damn y'all racist anyway (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway it's time for uh sword ratchetness guys why you don't steal swords from the walmart a juno beach area man in palm beach county jail is in palm beach county jail oh florida on wednesday after he allegedly attacked another man with a sword jose balbino fuentes melgar is facing charges of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon melgar is being held at the jail in lieu of twenty thousand dollars bond melgar 26 allegedly initiated assault uh, around 2 a.m after he was asked to quiet down as a, as a courtesy to residents of an apartment complex uh melgar and a second man were talking loudly and drinking beer when they were approached by a 36 year old victim and his brother when melgar and the second man were asked to quiet down they became offended and began to fight after melgar was slugged in the face he retreated to his car grabbed a ninja style sword melgar ran toward the victim and used the overhead swing to strike the victim in the forearm the report said the victim had his forearm bisected by the sword shit um there was no further medical information on the man hit by the sword melgar sustained injuries to his face torso hand as the result of the fight that led to him grabbing the sword wow could have been quiet but hey i got a sword i'm gonna talk my shit and get this shit started Mm-mm-mm 
all right guys uh hope you guys enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. we'll be back tomorrow and uh we you know, we'll handle our business then thank you so much to tracy clayton for being on the show with us we love her another round it was great to be able to go around with her yes and um as far as uh everything else make sure you guys um you know tune in tomorrow for more ratchet news um and more ratchet updates until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.